Hello, and welcome to the Emmy Awards. I'm your host, Emmy Cardinale. This is my podcast where I talk about what I've been watching or rewatching once a week. Um, welcome or welcome back. This is the first podcast in a little bit. It's It's been a few days. Um, I'm also <laughs> a few days. It's been a couple weeks. This episode is going to be like a mishmash, random tangents of just what I've been watching. It's not going to be very organized. I have said many times on this podcast, I have a really hard time when I take a break from something to just start it right back up again. And so I just, I want to get an episode out and I do have things to say, but it's just not going to be super organized. I'm also using a new microphone that I got for my birthday because it was my birthday a couple weeks ago. Um, And so... Hopefully it's better quality because it was more expensive. Um, Just kidding. But no, I mean, it was more expensive. It was birthday gift. But anyways, shout out to my mother. I I am going to do like a little life update mini story time of what my last couple weeks have been like. Not everything. But anyways, I'm just going to talk about my last few weeks and then I'll jump straight into what I've been watching. I just don't have that much to say about the TV and I don't want this episode to be like a half hour long. But it was my birthday, so the last time I posted was a couple weeks ago, and I was originally intending just to skip one week, the week of the 23rd, Friday the 23rd, because my birthday was the 21st, that Wednesday. But then my my sister was still in town the next Thursday, and I was like, you know what? I'm I'm not going to record a podcast. It's fine. I'll skip two weeks. And I have this idea in my head that I would come back and I wanted, I've been wanting to redesign my logo because I don't like my logo and I pivoted to talking only about TV. So I wanted to change my whole like thing um, to be more on brand, be more on theme of the whole TV Emmy award like thing. And so I don't see that many people and I take a lot of pictures of my sister. So I was like, maybe she'll take pictures of me and then I could use that to make my new logo. So then I was like, that will be a good comeback. Now I haven't taken the photos yet. I'm hoping to, and I'm hoping to, to, you know, edit, edit it before I go to sleep or before this podcast goes live in the morning, but I don't really know. So if it's not live right when this podcast episode drops. Hopefully it'll be live sometime this weekend. If not, it'll be ready for next Friday, for sure. But I wanted to come back after the two-week hiatus with the new logo um, because I don't really like mine. So that was the original plan. But anyways, that's where I've been last two weeks. It was my birthday, June 21st, last day of Gemini season. Um, I actually had somebody recently be like, did you grow up thinking you were a Gemini? And I was like, I am a Gemini though. Because her birthday is also June 21st and she grew up thinking she was a Gemini, but she's a Cancer. And I'm like, no, I am a Gemini though. Like every single time I've done my birth chart, it says I'm a Gemini. Um, But like super, super cusp. Anyways, where I was going with that. Anyways, also, I'm sorry if this, like I'm, I'm trying my best with this microphone, but it's new and I don't really know if it's too low, if it's too loud. I think it's too low. I can see my voice waves and they don't seem very loud. But hopefully the sound is at least crisper. Maybe I need to have the microphone closer to my face. I don't really know. Any feedback, comments, critiques, concerns are always welcome here at the Emmy Awards. Um, Yeah. 
What else do I have to talk about? My cat Ernesto was in the ER. He's fine now. Um, that was scary. He ate some yarn. He's a kitten, and kittens can't eat string or yarn or anything like that because it can cause obstructions. Luckily for him, it did not, and he's doing just fine. Um, Ernesto's an Aquarius, for anybody who cares. It was also my cat Ivy's birthday, June 15th. She's a Gemini. Yes, I only have air signs as pets. Not on purpose. It's just a coincidence, but one that I enjoy. He's also right next to me, and I feel like he's going to play with the box this microphone came in, so apologize for any background noise. In one of my Yellow Jackets recaps, or like deep dives, whatever you want to call them, you can hear meowing from the kittens I was fostering. They also got adopted. Um, that's another update since I last posted. They've been adopted now. They, their applications went live, and they've now all been adopted. And that was really cute. I don't know when I'm going to foster kittens next. Um, my sister's still in town for a little bit, and she has a dog. So I'm not going to foster kittens while she's here. Because um, I can't really give the kittens the proper attention um, when I have company. So that's not going to happen. But some sometime soon, maybe. What else happened? I lost my car keys the day before my birthday. And I only noticed they were missing on my birthday when me and my sister were about to head out for plans we had. Um, so that wasn't fun. <laughs> it was really, truly not fun at all. I finally got my keys back. It's a long convoluted story that maybe someday I'll tell. And then all the other stuff that's happened, I, there have been a few other not nice things that have happened, but I don't want to talk about them because that's not what this podcast is about. I'm not a story time YouTuber where I'm like, telling you all of my deep-rooted issues. Maybe one, maybe, maybe one day. Nobody cares. That's not why you're here, if you're here at all. But anyways, that's all my introductions. It was probably literally like no time on the clock. But hopefully I can rant enough about the shows that I want to talk about so that it won't matter. So I'm going to talk about like a variety of shows. Again, nothing super structured, just kind of like what I've been watching and my thoughts about it. So the first show I want to talk about is The Kardashians on Hulu because today's Thursday and I watched the new episode yesterday um, because it airs at 9 Pacific and I live in LA. And I know this is an unpopular opinion based off solely my TikTok for you page, but I am team Courtney in the whole Dolce Gabbana saga. I know nobody else is. I know... Everybody's like, Courtney's so dramatic, yada, yada, yada. And I think it's just because people tend to like Kim more than they like Courtney. So they just side with Kim because they're like, Kim's the reason she's famous, like yada, yada, yada. But I think I really understood where Courtney was coming from. I mean, to the extent that a civilian who doesn't, who's not going to make a ton of money off of like creative directing a like high-end fashion brand like you know from the on the person from I can't understand it from like the business perspective I don't have a business that I cared about maybe if I did you know but I'm kidding I do have a business that I care about it's called this podcast please subscribe follow me wherever you listen to podcasts I forgot to mention that at the beginning anyways I just think 
I really liked what Courtney had to say about like you should like look within yourself about like what it is about you. She said this to Kim that makes you like want to have everything to like do everything. I feel like that's very true. Like I feel like Courtney has a good read in that Kim seems to not want to turn any opportunity down. And I think like on face value, the idea of like this was the designer that she used for her wedding and then Kim like creative directed a show. At first, I was like, I understand why she's hurt, but like it, it doesn't seem like that big of a deal. But when they had the sit down conversation, but as like Courtney explained more about how she really pushed for her wedding to be like '90s, the '90s archive of Dolce and Gabbana, and that's exactly the theme that Kim was doing for the show. Like I understood more, and then when they talked in the episode that aired yesterday, literally. Kim says that it was the 90s archive was the theme. Like, she admits that to Courtney. And it's like, so don't you understand why Courtney's upset? Like, I, I don't know. I also just think that... And then Kim, in her, like, confessionals, I guess, was trying to be petty and be like, if I to say she copied me, I could say she stole my wedding country. And it's like, that is not the same thing at all. One, you got married, like, a decade ago. Second of all, that was your second... Like, that was your third wedding at least your third marriage maybe was like your second really big wedding also they got married and like they flew people to Paris and then they flew to Italy like it was not and the vibes were completely different I feel like for Courtney it was more about the vibes like if she had done Dolce and it was a different vibe then maybe it wouldn't have like it was literally the same vibe <laughs> you know what I mean like Kim, the Kimye wedding or whatever was not the same vibes the same whole theme so I think it was just inherently different. Um, I I also just think there's something to be said. And maybe I am just like giving them all or giving Courtney too much credit. But I think there's something to be said about somebody who was in like a long-term committed relationship for like 10 years and had three kids with this person, but never got married. Like, I think there's something to be said about the fact that Courtney never felt like safe and secure enough in a relationship to like want to get married. Like she never cared about having a wedding until she met Travis. Like I would understand why that wedding would hold so much significance to her. And then for Kim to not even like seemingly care about if it would hurt her feelings like only care about like because I don't I mean Courtney even said she doesn't know how she'd react if Kim like sat her down and asked her but I think it's it's more about the fact that she didn't even do that like she didn't even stop to be like hey I know this would upset you but I really want to do like you know what I mean like there was no acknowledgement and even in after the fact they're like Courtney why do you care so much like I, I feel like and when Kim finally was like, I'm sorry, I understand, I would have been upset too. Like, I feel like that was all Courtney needed to hear. Like, I think it was really more about just acknowledging Courtney's feelings and acknowledging how close it was to the wedding and all of that. So I don't know. I'm team Courtney in that circumstance. Um, I also, I do watch the Kardashians. I have watched all of Keeping Up, but I'm not a Kardashians like fan. Like, I don't follow any of them on social media I've never really liked Kim. Not a big fan. I'll never forget. I don't know if this was the first time I heard about the Kardashians, but I feel like it was around. Like, I feel like the first I really heard about the Kardashians was like Kim's like 72 day marriage or something. And I just remember because my dad was like, I don't like people who spend money like that amount of money. My, like my dad said something to me 
and this was like, I don't know, 10 years ago now, more than that. Um, I don't know why it stood out to me. I don't remember half of my childhood, but I do remember this. <laughs> my dad said to me, he's like, that wedding costs like an obscene amount of money. And that like literally makes me like sick to my stomach that somebody would spend that much money on a wedding and like the marriage doesn't even last. I mean, I think my, like, I think even if the marriage lasts, my dad would have been like, that's an obscene amount of money. But I think it's just like the frivolousness of all of it. And I do just not, I mean, like I, I'm a Taylor Swift fan and she's a billionaire, but like, I don't know. There's something about the Kardashians that feels so like entrenched in like, wealth and luxury and privilege that just makes them so annoying for me like they're so out of touch consistently that it's so annoying to watch them on tv do I keep watching their show yeah do I like them as people I mean I don't know them as people but like as fixtures in the media no I think they cause a lot of harm and I don't know if they're really putting out any good to counteract a lot of the harm they do Minus the entertainment value, which I feel like you can find in other reality TV. Um, I say this and I still support them by watching their show. So I don't know. Anyways, um, even like there was a scene in yesterday's episode where like Kris Jenner's birthday was coming up. So she went and she did this like full body scan. And the entire time I was just watching it, like genuinely... And, like, I know it's escapist, like, mindless reality TV, whatever. But I think literally, maybe it's because my my cat just had, like, a medical emergency. And I was, like, I can't afford to just, like, like, it was very stressful calling the emergency vet and being, like, well, I can't give him this, this, and this because I can't afford this amount of money. Like, to see, like, it's just hard for me um, to watch the Kardashians and, like, see... Kendall getting like liquid IV, like getting IVs or see Kris Jenner getting like a full body scan to like catch anything before she gets there. And then they're like, you're in perfect health and not feel really angry about the amount of people in this country that would like go into debt if like they had a medical emergency while like people who have like obscene amounts of money get to do all of this preventative care. Like it just feels so dystopian and unfair to me. And it's like so much of it for me now is un like, I don't know, maybe I just watch things too critically, like not to be like, I'm too smart for mindless reality TV because I don't think I am, but I think, I don't know when it comes to like wealth and money and like health and like I, it's really, it's really hard. It's really hard for me to disconnect and be like, it's like, it's never lost on me that they have this obscene, like obscene amount of money that I will never even like be close to seeing in my lifetime. Um, like there was a scene where Kim was moving in to, or like she was showing Chloe her like new house that she bought in Malibu. And she said something in the confessionals about like, people think that like, we have all this stuff and it's nothing to us, but like, I cried tears of joy when I bought this house in Malibu. And it's like, I, I, I don't think that people, I mean, on some level, yeah, I think you guys just throw money away. I feel like a lot of rich people don't understand the value of a dollar. But I think a lot of the times it's less about that and more about just like the amount of money they have is something that like, the, like it, it, I don't know, it makes me sick to my stomach. That's all I have to say about the Kardashians. Um, but I did want to defend Courtney because as much as I don't like any of them, I do think court, I, I understand Courtney just wanting to be like, it would have been nice if you like gave me a heads up or been like, Hey, I know this is really similar to your wedding, but because Kim even explained, like, it wasn't about the money. It was about like 
that she never felt like she could really do anything by herself in the fashion world. And it was proving to herself that she could be assertive and have her own opinions and it would be a success. I understand that, but I feel like she could have communicated that to Courtney while acknowledging Courtney's feelings. And it wouldn't have become this big thing where it was like, Kim is stealing Courtney's thunder. Like if she had just been like, hey, they offer this to me. I know it's really close to your wedding. I know the vibes are really similar, but this would mean so much to me. And I also myself love vintage Dolce. I have all these archive pieces from my own personal archive. Like I just think there are ways to communicate things. Anyways, I, I also just feel like Courtney gets like a bad rap sometimes among the the Kardashians where even I don't know if it was last season or something where Chloe was like we I've given so much of my life and like she just doesn't do as much maybe this was like the end of keeping up I don't really know and I do think that obviously Courtney has admittedly like taken like prioritized being on the show less but I also think if you watch the earlier seasons like she documented her whole relationship with like Scott and all of that and I don't think it's unreasonable for her now to get to a point where she's like I don't like like I've seen people say this but it's like Chloe hit everything about her relationship with Lamar which is like valid I'm not saying she had to share it but I think it's just kind of like they criticize each other for things the other has done before or whatever it's like anyways it's kind of annoying but those are all my thoughts on the Kardashians I really struggle to watch rich people like I really do I'm just like the private jet things too. It's like, you guys are so out of touch (laughs) and it makes me nauseous to some extent. But anyways, um, the next show I want to talk about is XO Kitty on Netflix. I recently started watching it. I have not finished it. So no spoilers, even though I feel like I figured out a lot of the things I've been watching it with my sister. Who's already watched it twice. Um, and I'm so annoying because I'm like, I I keep making guesses and she just won't answer. Um, Although if I push hard enough, she'll admit that I'm right or wrong. But (laughs) I really like the show so far. I think it is such a good way to do a spinoff. Like to me, it feels like such a like perfect way to craft a spinoff show because I don't know, it doesn't feel and maybe it's because to all the boys itself wasn't like a very long drawn out thing it was like a trilogy it had three movies I think if they tried to continue it it would feel kind of like they were like I think that story ended perfectly but I I just think this is such a good way to continue a story within that same world with new characters and I've said this before on this podcast I like spinoffs I like reboots to some extent depending on how it's done like I love How I Met Your Father for that same reason and Exo Kitty is obviously different because it's a character that we met in the original who was obviously an important part in the original, um, all of that. But I, I think it just really does a reboot spinoff kind of thing really well because there are enough new characters where it's like, oh, I feel like you don't have to have seen the original to enjoy it. And I think, but if you have seen the original, then like, it'll be nice when she mentions Laura Jean or Margot or even I think as a fan of the 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 original and I act, I read the first book I never read the second two because when I read the first one I didn't know that there were two more um so I just never read the second two I think I found out when the movie was like coming out that there were two more I was like oh I never read those that's funny um 
I'd love to read them now. I remember really liking the first book. But I think even as somebody who is, like, I think being a fan of To All the Boys makes watching Exo Kitty even more fun. Not just because of Kitty, because honestly, I found her kind of annoying in the movies. No hate to Kitty, but I did find her character a little bit annoying. But, like, that was her, she was the annoying little sister who, like, meddled in people's love lives. Like, that was her thing, right? It's fine if I thought she was annoying. I'm not mean or anything. But I think even if you're a fan of the original, even if you didn't like Kitty... The whole premise of her going to Korea and learning more about her mom is so beautiful, even if you were just, like, a fan of Laura Jean um, and, like, that story and all of that, if that makes sense. But I also think you don't have to have seen the original. Like, I I think it's just a very well-done spinoff. I'm just going in circles now saying the same thing over and over and over again. But I think it's really well done. I enjoy the drama of it, like the constant like twists and turns. My sister said it was like kind of meant to emulate like a K-drama. So it was like there are a lot of like really big twists and turns. And honestly, that kind of stresses me out. It does, it does give me Jane the Virgin vibes where it was very like telenovela-esque, um, which I liked. I liked Jane the Virgin a lot. I never finished it because when they killed off Michael, I was sad um, and I was like, I'll give it a chance after I grieve Michael. And then by the time I was ready to start watching the show again, they brought Michael back and they like ruined the whole thing. And I just, at that point, I, I didn't want to watch because it's like, I think there's something to be said about like Jane and Michael had like a, that even like Michael dying and then Jane picking Raphael doesn't mean that Raphael and her love story needed to be like a consolation prize. Like beautiful love can happen more than once in a lifetime. Like, it didn't... But I feel like they brought Michael back just to kill him to prove that Raphael was the pick all along. It's like... Or they brought Michael back to, like, kill his love story with Jane, not kill him, because they brought him back from... Anyways, I don't remember what I was saying. Oh, it gives the same vibe of, like, they're constantly dramatic. I'm surprised there hasn't been a secret twin. Maybe that's not a very big thing in K-dramas, but that was, like... I swear, every other plot point in Jane the Virgin was there's a secret twin, which, as a twin, I enjoy, but it was... Anyways, I really like it so far. It's not a show that I can watch while I'm like on my phone because they do speak Korean and I do not I do not speak Korean. So I need to read the subtitles. <laughs> so I And you know what? I enjoy shows like that. I always like switched at birth for that reason because it it got me to like read the screen um when they were signing and like be more present in that way. So I don't hate it. I'm not saying I hate it. I I think it's really, I'm a fan, and I like this even with, like, the White Lotus, where they had, like, Italian, and they had Italian, like, casting. Um, I enjoy, like, bringing, like, that it's an American show, but I, but there's, like, a Korean cast, and they include the language. Like, I, I, I enjoy that. I am enjoying that. It's not like a knock to it. It's just something that I need to be more present when I'm watching the show. I feel like I've missed some parts. But I I do enjoy it a lot. Kitty is growing on me. I found her really annoying in the movies and at the beginning of the series. And now I like her. Now when somebody's mean to Kitty, I'm like, she might be annoying, but she's my annoying little Kitty. So, I don't know. Justice for Kitty. I personally... I, I don't really have many feelings towards Day, the, the boy who... The premise of Exo Kitty, if you don't know, is Kitty 
who is Laura Jean's little, little sister into All the Boys I've Loved Before, if you've seen those movies. If you haven't, I recommend them. They're great. She applied to, like, an international school in Seoul where her mom went. Um, it's like they have, like, an, a, an exchange program, I think, for your junior year. And so she applied there. She got a full scholarship, and she's going. And she's going, and, and she found out, I think before she applied, I can't remember, that her, like, long-distance boyfriend who she met in one of the movies, I can't remember which one, she met him and they've been pen pals ever since, that he goes to that school too, so it was just, like, super, it was, like, fate. Like, her mom went there, this guy goes there, it was fate. She was like, I'm going to apply, and then she got the scholarship, and she's going. But she gets there, and he's dating somebody. So, um, is he a two-timer? Is it a fake relationship? You'll just have to watch the show and see. His name is Day, and I don't really know how I feel about him. Like, I feel indifferent to them like it doesn't it's not it's not giving it's not giving like i i feel nothing towards their relationship when i see them on the screen like he seems sweet enough i have nothing against the character but their like relationship there's not much tension if i had to ship her with anybody so far i don't know what episode i'm on maybe like six um and i don't know how many episodes there are but i would ship her with yuri now do i do i know if she ends up with yuri do i know if there's even like possibility of her ending up with yuri i don't know i do know there is a season two coming so whatever happens i that's not the end so i will even if i'm not satisfied with the ending of season one i look forward to season two whenever that happens um who knows when that's happening because of the writer's strike but um honestly the show probably season two because the, the show just aired like end of may or early june a picture perfect afternoon just kidding anyways um that was a dear Evan Hansen lyric for the record <laughs> it it like recently aired so season two wouldn't have been like on next year probably actually i don't know netflix might move fast some shows it's like it wouldn't have happened that quickly anyway but with the writer strike it's going to take even longer um i'm pro writer strike though for the record i don't feel like that needs to be said but i i like the show i think my favorite character is Q. I think his name's Quincy, but they call him Q. Love him, love the actor, love his storylines. He's slaying. I really, Yuri is such an interesting character because she is like so vindictive. She's like so, she literally, like Kitty is trying to find out more about when her, like about her mom in high school because she wants to connect to her mother because her mother is like, you know, deceased, R.A.P. And Yuri's like, yeah, I want to find out more about my mom so I can use it against her. Like, it's just funny. It's funny how, I don't know. Like, she finds out information and she's like, how can I use this to get revenge? She's, she slays. She's so funny. She's also, I love the aesthetics of the show. Like, everything is so, the, the like, the interior design, the architecture. I'm, like, constantly, like, that is such a beautiful building. Um, the library, like, the layout of the library is, like, stunning and gorgeous. Their dorm rooms look amazing. Even the, like, bus they rode to, a like, a field trip was, like, so beautiful. It just it ma- makes me want to exist. I, I, it makes me want to go to a boarding school, even though I don't want to go to school anymore. But it's, like... I don't know. It's beautiful. I went to an international school when I lived in Brazil. Um, it wasn't a boarding school. It was like just a day school. I don't know what you call it, like a regular school. 
Um, and it wasn't that fancy. But I do remember when I was moving to Brazil, we had like a couple schools to choose from, I think. One was more expensive, so I think we ended up going with the cheaper one. They were both IB international schools because if I had gone to local school, like public school, I didn't speak Portuguese, so I would have had to learn Portuguese and like missed a grade. Um, it would have been a whole thing. I think the school years are also like different, like um, for like like I I think their school years start at different times than like. American school so it would have just been a nightmare for when I transferred back because I wasn't going to live in Brazil forever and I remember when I transferred back and I was doing like the paperwork to transfer back into the county that I lived in um they literally were like okay so you're starting fifth grade or no sixth grade and I was like no wait yeah they were like you're starting fifth grade and I was like I did fifth and sixth grade in Brazil like please do not make me go back to fifth grade (laughs) I was like, please, please don't send me back. And it ended up working out because they were like, oh, it was an IB school. But anyways, it wasn't this beautiful. And obviously it's like a TV show, but I feel like the architecture in Korea is probably just beautiful like that regardless. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying the show. I like Kitty's character. I'm enjoying getting to know her more. I like the side characters. Um... It's a really, like, easy watch. Like, it's really enjoyable. I say that, but I'm stressed out the entire time about the plot lines because it's, like, I don't know. At some point, Kitty's living in, like, the the, the boy's dorm, and I'm, like, she's going to get kicked out. She's going to get kicked out. Then she's, like, drinking underage, and I'm, like, she's going to get kicked out. I'm just constantly where she's going to get kicked out of school because it's, like, what is she going to do? Go home? Then all of her friends are in Korea. I mean, she might have friends in America. I feel like we didn't get much background on kitty in the like i i don't i don't know but i i I mean i don't think she gets kicked out because there's a season two so maybe she maybe she is like about to get kicked out but then the principal who was like her mom's bestie um saves her somehow i don't know maybe we'll see who knows i haven't finished the show we'll see if you've watched the show you already know but if you haven't watch along and let me know your thoughts that's all i have to say about exo kitty i didn't write down notes about how i met your father but i mentioned it so i do want to talk about how i met your father really quickly i didn't realize that how i met your father like was going on hiatus like i I think i did but i didn't realize that they were coming back with like 10 more episodes i thought it was like maybe five more episodes and i love that i love that they maybe heard the feedback or they like agreed with the feedback that shows are like too short nowadays um like i think the idol which i'm not watching and i won't watch but i think i saw something about it only having five episodes which honestly the whole behind the scenes of that show sounds obscene but the fact that they like literally scrapped like i don't know how much money words of production to redo it for it to flop allegedly because i think the numbers are not good and for it to only have five episodes they spent that amount of money on a flop of a tv show for five episodes embarrassing on on their part i will not be watching the show but i do occasionally get articles about it and stuff and i have seen that like the numbers were not good um and i do know they wasted a lot of money with the reshooting because either the weekend or sam levinson or both of them were not happy with 
what the show had originally been. It was too female-focused, I think, is what The weekend allegedly said. So, I roll emoji. But, <laughs> like, shows... my All of that to say, that shows are just very short nowadays. And I think that it was very smart of How I Met Your Father, especially because it is a spinoff and in the same world of How I Met Your Mother. How I Met Your Mother was, like, back in the di- like the days of, like, 20 episodes. And I do enjoy the same vibe. And I think it really works with How I Met Your Father to have her continuously just telling side stories because the entire story is not leading to the day that she met the father. Like, that, the pilot episode, she's like, that's How I Met Your Father, but it takes a while for us to get together. So we already know the father is somebody that we've already met. And I, I really enjoy that aspect because I think you're constantly like, who is the father in a way that you maybe weren't with How I Met Your Mother, or at least I don't remember being because I knew we hadn't met the mother. Um, Like, I feel like you weren't watching How I Met Your Mother, or at least I never watched How I Met Your Mother, being like, like, who is the mother? Like, did I want to see how it all connected? I guess, but it's like, I don't know. That's never why I watched the show and I think that added layer is really interesting and I think it just makes more sense that somebody would be like talk like telling their son all these stories about like when they were younger um about how like they ultimately ended up with the like the father of their child and like had the kid um like I it just it makes a lot more sense narratively I think it was a really smart way to do that because I think it also just gives them a lot of freedom to go on as long as like the audience is asking for like the show to go on. Like, because I I know how I met your mother. They had like proposed ideas of the show. Like, like if the show ended after one season, like they had options for how they were going to wrap it up earlier. And I think the show just became popular that they kept it going and I think then it made the, like, titular moment of the How I Met Your Mother part be less interesting. I mean, and then they also messed up the ending with, like, the whole time being like, this is a story of How I Met Your Mother, but it was actually because I'm still in love with Robin. Like, I roll emoji. We just watched, and I think it'd be less annoying, again, if we hadn't watched nine seasons worth of character development and character growth and all of that just for it to be like like eight eight of these seasons didn't even matter like you know what I mean so I think that was just a flop of an ending for How I Met Your Mother but I do think How I Met Your Father at least is taking those missteps of its predecessor into account and I think the way it's doing it is very smart of it being like she's just telling him stories of like her youth with the father and like but it's never like like, Ted t- tried so hard to be, like, if I wasn't on this street corner this day, then I would have never seen this person. And it's, like, that's all true. That's all very true. All of those things led, but it's, like, to the to him knowing Tracy's roommate, who then, like, whatever. Like, it all, it all, like, it did on some level connect. But there are some stories that genuinely have nothing to do with the fate that brought him to the mother, they're just like fun stories. And I think How I Met Your Mother does, How I Met Your Father does a good job of making those not feel like filler episodes or like pointless to the story because the whole point of the mother telling the story is not just about how she met the father, even though that's the name of the show. Anyways, I'm going on a bunch of tangents. I really like 
the the fact that they're doing more episodes, I think it gives more time to flesh out the characters and have quote unquote filler episodes that then give you more information about the characters and their relationships. Like I'm loving the dynamic between Ellen, Jesse's sister, and um Charlie. Like I love I love their dynamic in the show. Like they're like roommates and like like I I just feel like we're getting to know the characters and seeing more of their develop like it just it feels very fleshed out in a way that I enjoy um and one of the main reasons I like television is because characters feel really fleshed out so I enjoy that they're doing 20 episodes I like it so far I think it's ending like the season two is like ending soon so um like we're almost episode 20 but I like it so far I like that we met Sophie's dad I really like that plot line I I don't know if I've talked about this before but I don't like the way they wrote Barney, um, like they brought him back and I really hated the way they wrote his character because I always read the show. I mean, not when I was younger, but in rethinking of How I Met Your Mother, I've always thought of the show as like, obviously Ted was an unreliable narrator. I feel like that's not up for dispute. Um, like he was an unreliable narrator. And I, because I am a Robin and Barney truther. Do I think that Barney was kind of like a ladies' man sleazebag to some extent? Yeah, I, I do. I don't think Ted pulled that out of nowhere. But I do think Ted exaggerated it to make himself the hero um, of the story and to make it be like me and Robin were destined to be together because I was always the right one for her and Barney was never going to love her truly the way I did or something. And... So I just read it as him being an unreliable narrator. And I don't like that they made Barney in How I Met Your Father like a caricature and like an exaggerated version of all of his shitty parts um, and kind of, again, reducing him to like the sleaze bag. Um, I would have liked to see like a like a redeeming or even just Barney as a normal guy like he runs into Sophie, um, who is the mother in How I Met Your Father, like the one telling the story. And they get into a fender bender. And he like is like, if I have wronged you in the past by like being like a horrible person. And he has like an electric ring to like zap him anytime he says something douchey. And it's like, I don't, I don't like that they did that to Barney. Was Barney really fucked up? Yeah. But Ted was the real shitbag. Anyways. Is that a word? I don't know if people say the word, that word. Anyways, those are my thoughts on How I Met Your Father. I really like the show. I'm a fan. I enjoy that they're doing 20 episodes. I think especially if the show is is a half hour long, 10 episodes, it's not enough. It's not enough. It's not enough for one season. So I like the fact that it, they're half hour episodes, but they're doing 20 episodes a season. That's the way it should be done. I'm not totally against 10 episodes a season if it's an hour long. Would I like the filler episodes where there's like not a 10 going on like back in the day? Yes. Do I understand that that's not really feasible or realistic um, in this day and age with streaming and also writers don't get paid a lot and like for reruns or anything. So it's like, why am I as an audience member going to like want them to do more labor for like not this like it, it TV is a different landscape now than it was back in the day of 20 episode seasons, but I do enjoy the fact that How I Met Your Father because it's a shorter show, they did that. Anyways, the last show I'm gonna talk about is The Bachelorette. Um, 
charity season, season 20, it's the 20th anniversary. Um, I have so much to say about The Bachelor all the time. Like, all the time. I feel like, few, like key things to my personality are Taylor Swift, The Bachelor, being a twin, having cats. I don't really know if there's anything else, but um, I'm sure there is. <laughs> I'm sure there are other things that people think of when they think of me. But I feel like those are very key. I, I take pictures. I'm an amateur photographer. I guess that's kind of part of my brand. I also feel like in the last couple months, Yellow Jackets has been part of my brand. But that's a new phenomenon. Back in the day, Riverdale used to be part of my brand a little bit. Um, but I honestly have not kept watching Riverdale. Um, not for any reason. Literally not for any reason at all. I didn't stop watching it like on purpose. I just got really busy when it was airing like it used to air I don't know but it aired during a weekday where I like had a lot going on um and my last couple semesters at college were really busy for me and I just didn't have the energy like I didn't have the time I literally like the only thing I really watched was like the bachelor franchise and like reruns of shows that I'd already seen like rewatching Gilmore Girls or something so I just didn't have the energy to watch Riverdale but I did try to start, pick up, like, start it up again and pick up where I left off. But, and I finished season five, I think, where, yeah, I finished season five because I, I had gotten, like, halfway through season five, maybe a little bit more into season five, and then I stopped watching because I got busy. Um, so I finished season five, and then I started season six, which was the whole Rivervale thing. And I had no idea what was going on. Like I genuinely, every time I try to watch it, I'm like, I, I don't, I don't under, I don't understand. I find it very confusing. And apparently it gets more confusing because somebody then at some point in Rivervale, people get superpowers and then they go back in time. And season seven, the last season is like all of them in the 1950s. Literally, I, I'm so confused. I don't understand at all. Anyways, that, that was a tangent. I think The Bachelor is something that I consider core to my my brand, my persona, my essence, who I am as a human being. The Bachelor raised me. I mean, it didn't actually, but um, The Bachelor is part of my blood. So as much as I critique The Bachelor franchise, I literally wrote an article once called The Bachelor Franchise is Racist, and I stand by that article. It was really, in my opinion, well-written and well-researched. <laughs> so I have issues with The Bachelor franchise in general. And I will say, as much as I liked Charity on Zach's season, I didn't feel like she had that convincing of a heartbreak story to lead into a crown bachelorette, like, lead narrative. And not that you have to be heartbroken, but I don't know. I had mixed feelings about Charity as the bachelorette. Not because I don't like Charity, but just because I don't trust producers. I didn't want her to be tortured I I don't know I had mixed I had mixed feelings about it um two episodes have aired as of recording this and I am loving this season so far like I'm cautiously optimistic because I never want to say it's a great season because I feel like anytime I think that it becomes a really shitty season a really torturous season to watch like I'm never gonna say this is like a great season because I don't know yet we have to see it play out like you never know you never know when a rose ceremony from hell is going to pop up and you're going to like hate your life. So as a viewer, you know, so I just, I never want to say that it's a great season off the bat, but I am genuinely enjoying it a lot so far. 
even the night one, like, the curveball was that they had Charity's brother undercover. Um, and even that, it felt tame. Like, it, no, there was no big conflict, big drama. It was like, like, I don't know. It was, it was nice. It was a nice premiere. And I really liked episode two. Um, I find Brayden to be so annoying, but also really funny. A lot of the times I don't find the villains funny because sometimes the villains say harmful things. Like the whole Shanae shrimp thing was okay. But then when she started making fun of like Elizabeth's ADHD, I was like, this is just like making me uncomfortable. Like it's just not entertaining. It's not fun. Um, and I think especially, not always, but I think a, a lot of the times when it's The Bachelorette, and it's the men who are the villains, like, quote-unquote villains, a lot of the times it can, like, border on, like, misogynistic, like, really offensive, like, demeaning the lead in some capacity or other. Like, that happened in, in Gabby and Rachel's season where it was, like, somebody said if it was just you, I don't think I'd... Like, like people would say things, and I think the two leads also made the men a lot more confident in being like, I don't like you at all to one of them because it's like, well, if the other one likes me when in general, you just shouldn't be a bit more respectful. Um, you know, like you can be like, I, I'm not really like, I'm more interested in Gabby without being like your X, Y, and Z. Or even that, that, that Hayden, I think was his name. The guy who, the dog who had his dog, who he paid a lot of money for his dog. Um, which I'm not here to comment on that one way or the other that's irrelevant to me um but he made comments about like comparing his Rachel to his ex and stuff like that like I feel like when the men are the villains it always like is so like upsetting and like just like weird for me to watch so I tend to not like it but Brayden who is like the early villain I guess a lot of like some of the guys don't like him so far, most of what he's said is just funny to me. Like, he is obviously picking a fight when it's like, why? Like, you didn't have to say that. Like, literally, almost every season of The Bachelor, Bachelorette, there is, like, some kind of competition where one team goes home and the other team gets more time. And sometimes they'll pick, like, an MVP from the losing team to go on the date. And a lot of the time, it's not the, like, when you're watching the show, you have to, like, think critically and be like, this isn't necessarily the best player, it's just who the producers want on the date, whether it's like a villain to cause more drama or like they're beefing with another contestant or they just like them and they want to give them more screen time. Like it, it, it's a producer pick. It's not necessarily who played the best. And Brayden was very honest about like, I don't really think that like you should have been the MVP, which was funny. It was funny. Like everything he said, everything he said has just been funny. Like it's not that serious to me. Um, the the guy who's like beefing with him I guess like feuding with him his only critique is that like Brayden is like there for spring break and isn't taking it seriously and it's like I don't know that that to me feels very like a very unserious critique and a very like unserious villain like he he feels like he's not like a, an actually harmful villain. Now, are these people, like, the ones who are harmful on TV necessarily, like, harmful, problematic, like, offensive people in the day, their day-to-day life? No, not necessarily. I'm just talking about what I see on TV. 
um, which is, you know, the, the disclaimer I like to always give. But I think sometimes when I'm watching TV, the villains to me feel a little bit like if I was in that house, like I wouldn't feel safe. I wouldn't feel comfortable. Like it's a little upsetting. And Brayden to me is just, he's just coming off like overconfident. He's just, you know what he's coming across? Like he's coming across like a 24 year old because he's 24. Like he's just everything he says. I'm like, he's, he's 24. Like I get it. I'm 24 too. <laughs> like it, it's, it's so unserious. Um, I also think the, the, the guy who like told on him, um, his name's Adrian and his like critique is like, they're not like, people aren't taking it seriously. They're treating it like spring break. And it's like, nobody's, unless that's something that happened off camera and somebody genuinely said like, Oh, this is a vacation for me. Or like, I'm treating this like spring break or like, like then he is just perceiving them. Like he is seeing people have fun at the house, like in the mansion. And he's like, they're treating it like spring break. Like according to who that's your interpretation. And it's also just like, why? Who, what's wrong with them having fun? Like, literally, what's wrong with them having fun? I think there are moments to be said where, like, there have been group dates where, like, the lead... And even this, I think, can be explained by producer interference. But there have been dates where, like, the lead is just standing there and all of the men or all of... Honestly, it happens less with the women. They're more proactive. But all of the, like, men are just, like playing with each other and the leads like does nobody want to talk to me and obviously I think a lot of that can be explained by producer manipulation because like you can't for the most part just grab the lead and be like do you want to talk like you have to go through a producer so a lot of that is just to some level orchestrated because some of the contestants might not feel like they're able to just be like, hey, do you want to chat? Like, they they might feel restricted. Or they might literally be like, you're not allowed to go up to her. Like, we'll tell, we'll, like, they might literally tell them, we'll grab you when you can have a one, like, one-on-one -on -one time with her. And if you're not, like, assertive enough as a contestant, or even if you are, like, it, it's just, like, not that simple. But even then, I understand more of the, like, they're not here for me kind of feeling of a lead. Um, or even attack from the other contestants. But I just don't understand... Adrian, I think is his name, seeing people having fun and then being like, they're here for spring break. They're not here for charity. It's like, Brayden literally got the one on, like the, the first impression rose. Like, I, I think he's doing a good enough job communicating to charity that he's interested in her and she clearly is interested in him as well. Like, let's not get it twisted. And I'm not a big Brayden fan. I find him annoying. Like, what's up with the earring choices? I am all for like bold fashion choices. But it's like the earrings get progressively bigger. They don't really feel like they match his outfit. And then on top of it, he's wearing like long earrings and like a scarf. Are people wearing scarves like that anymore? Like it's like a patterned scarf. It feels very 2014 to me. And I don't like it. I find it very odd. But you know what? It got Jesse Palmer to be like, Brayden's really making an outfit choices. So that's more screen time. So... If the name of the game is get more screen time, Brayden's doing a good job. I also think it's just like Adrian, the person who's like mad and told on Brayden is like 33. And it's like, I, I'm 24. I can't imagine. Obviously, it's a, it's a different age gap because they're both adults. But I can't imagine beefing with somebody who is 15 years old. <laughs> like, like, a, like nine years younger than me. I'm like, I... 
I'm not fighting with you. Like, I'm not fighting with you. I feel like if I was 33, I feel like when I'm 33, I'm not going to want to be beefing with 24-year-olds. Like, I don't know. It's silly to me. It's silly. Um, I don't know who I think Charity should end up with. I don't really have many opinions. I like John. Um, I don't remember any of their names. Like, genuinely, their names are, like, in one ear, out the other. I know there are two Aaron's. I liked... Aaron S.'s comment about Yosef having a daughter at home. Like, I appreciate the nod to us people who have been watching since Yosef had a daughter. I mean, Yosef still has a daughter at home. Um, but I, I appreciate that nod. I The last few episodes have been good. Like, they've been equal amounts entertaining. There's been a romance. Like, I, I enjoy it so far. I like that they brought Gabby and Rachel back. Um, I don't really know. I'm... Don't hate Brayden, but I'm fine whenever he leaves. I don't think he's going to last very long. Um, I think he'll probably be on Paradise, though. I think he cemented himself. And I I feel like his intro package video will probably be something about his earrings. Like, I think they'll probably, if he goes to Paradise, like if he agrees to go to Paradise, because I feel like they'll definitely ask him, but if he doesn't go, it'll be, maybe he gets into a relationship, maybe he just want to go. I don't think he will. I think he'll be in Paradise. He's an Aries. He's not giving gonna end up in a long-term relationship immediately after the show vibes to me he's giving gonna do like three tours of paradise and leave with nobody and then in 10 years settle down vibes to me personally that's my prediction for Brayden but I think I think when he's on paradise if he's on paradise I think his intro video is going to be something about his earrings um, or just his outfit in general like he's going to be wearing something and it'll be something like a nod to how weird his outfits are or something. I think that'll be his intro. Um, I like Charity a lot so far. I liked the date where they went to the Hollywood sign. I live in LA and I don't know what it is, but every single time I see the Hollywood sign, like even if I'm just, I mean, it's always like 90% of the time it's when I'm in my car driving somewhere and I'll be like, I'll see it then in the hills because I see the hills all the time. But when I see that side of the hills, um, like, and I see the Hollywood sign, I get so happy every time. Like, I would love that date. I would love that date. Happy birthday to the Hollywood sign. Love you, bestie. I also learned a lot about the Hollywood sign listening to Bachelor um, Recap Podcast. They were talking, like, I, I listened to Dear Shandy, and they were talking about, like, the history of the Hollywood sign. Like, it used to be Hollywood Land. I didn't know that. I Googled the Hollywood sign. I saw photos of it being Hollywood Land. Found out all this stuff about the Hollywood sign. So it was educational as well as, as romantic and inspirational. I don't really have m much feelings towards Aaron B. He got the one-on-one -on -one this week. Um, I, don't, I don't really know how I feel about him. Um, I like that he admitted that his coin was double-sided. I missed it while I was watching it, and I thought that he, like, showed that the that it was, like, a, like, it was a real coin. So I was like, oh, my God, they showed it was real. And then everybody talking about it after it was like he showed that his he admitted his coin was fake and i'm like i completely missed it so thank god i listened to bachelor recaps or i would have had misinformation that was the right time to do it like you can't wait to do that too long i mean maybe you could if it was like but i think he did it at the right time because what was he gonna keep doing it like at that point the gimme get, gets old he did it at the right time um yeah i also I have mixed feelings about Joey. I just, I remembered another. Joey won, there was like a longest kiss contest thing in Bachelor history, not ever. And 
this guy Joey broke it. And I have such mixed feelings about Joey because when he's on my screen, I enjoy him. But he lives in Hawaii. And, like, white people moving to Hawaii is such a red flag to me. Like, it makes me uncomfortable. I like Joey as a character on my TV. The fact that he lives in Hawaii, questionable to me. Um, I did appreciate that he opened up about his dad, but I don't really know who I want Charity to end up with. So far, nobody. Um, so far, I feel like the best option... I say I don't know any of them, but I just, like, I'm not feeling... I'm not feeling anything yet. I'm not shipping anybody. Um, which I do sometimes in Bachelor Nation. I'm like, oh, I like them. They're cute. I would be happy if they got together. I'm not feeling that with anybody in charity season yet. Um, who knows if I will? I, I certainly don't. But I feel like the charity, I feel like charity, unless something changes, I feel like charity's best bet is to just like, if she gets engaged to somebody, just like marry somebody else later. But I also think like just get engaged, just like break off the engagement and get engaged to a civilian. You'll have better luck probably. But I don't know, maybe she'll end up with somebody and it'll be true lasting love and it'll work out and I'll be happy for her regardless. That's all I have to say about The Bachelor. Um, and I will also say that when I watched Rachel Lindsay's season, which I loved her season, I did not like really ship, I guess. I don't really like shipping real people, but I didn't find myself being like, oh, they're so cute in the way I have with other Bachelor couples. Like when I watched Ben Higgins season, I literally thought him and Lauren B were like endgame. I was like, they're they're getting married, like they're in love. And then when that show came out, that was like Lauren and Ben, like forever question mark or something like that. Um, I watched that and I was rooting for them the entire time and I was devastated when they broke up. Um, and obviously they didn't last, but then I, I didn't feel that same feeling when I watched Rachel and Brian's love story and they're still together and they're very happy and I love them now like I, I love them together so it's just like the the edit and the final like what the show is trying to sell me is not necessarily the best product in the store if that makes sense so I don't really know just because I don't see it doesn't mean that whatever and happens isn't maybe gonna be a forever kind of love and if it's not charity will be fine regardless that's all I have to talk about today in the Emmy Awards. Um, apologize if I was all over the place, but that is a cornerstone to the Emmy Awards. We just ramble. That's, I say we, it's just me. It's just me and a microphone. Now a better quality microphone. So um, everybody say thank you, Monique, in the comments. There are no comments on podcasting apps and this isn't going on YouTube. Although my RSS, just like a weird behind the scenes podcasting fun fact um when you make a podcast you have an rss feed which i don't know what it stands for radio something um maybe radio streaming services maybe i made that up if that's true i'm just smart but you have like a feed and that and through that feed when you upload a thing upload an episode it goes live everywhere and you can add chapters which i've started doing and recently they added a feature where if the podcast is under is two hours or less you can upload it straight to youtube so i might start doing that i wanted to do that after I rebranded and like made a new logo and all of that because I don't like my logo now and I don't want it to upload to YouTube but with my weird logo and obviously the episodes that I had already recorded videos for that those are still going to stay on YouTube in that format with the video I'm not taking those down but I am going to go back and upload all of my episodes that are just audio only I'm going to try to 
upload those to YouTube if I figure it out. And any above, like, any ones longer than two hours, I'll upload manually as a video if I figure out how to do that. But I think I should be able to. Um, to YouTube myself, so hopefully reach a bigger audience and all of that. But anyways, um, so maybe you are listening to this on YouTube in a couple weeks from now. And if you are, please comment down below, um, like, and subscribe. If you are listening to the audio version, which is what comes out first and might be the only thing that comes out because the YouTube thing is to be determined. But, um, thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, feel free to check out any other episodes. I have deep dives on Yellow Jacket season one and two available. I have rants and ramblings about a lot of other TV shows. I've also done deep dives on that 90s show, um, The Sex Lives of College Girls season two. More to be determined, haven't decided what I want to do my deep dive on next. Um, I will be reviewing the summer I Turned Pretty when that comes out. Um, maybe I'll do a deep dive on season one ahead of the season's two release. Maybe that would be fun. And yeah, I just have a lot of random thoughts on TV. I've also talked about Vanderpump Rules a little bit. I talk about The Bachelor. I watch all kinds of TV. So whatever I've been watching, I talk about. If you enjoyed this video, check out my other videos. Or if you liked this episode, check out any other episodes. Please follow me wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, rate and review. That's always really helpful. You can follow my social media. I tweet updates about if I miss a week or delays and stuff like that. That's typically on my Twitter. Um, you can also follow my Instagram and TikTok if you'd like, but I don't post updates um, as much on there. I do post when episodes go live, but I don't really post on my Instagram that my podcast is delayed. I mostly just tweet about that. But all of that's linked below if you're interested. Thank you so much for checking, for listening at all. I love this podcast. I want to make it even better going forward. I've said before that I like always think of years in terms of like my my birthdays. Like when I make like yearly resolutions, it's always on my birthday, not at the beginning of the month. So I really want to pour so much like energy and love into this podcast for this next year of my life, um, which is why I, I asked for a new microphone for my birthday why I am rebranding and all of that. So yeah, please make sure to like and or follow me wherever you listen to podcasts. Apologies if the last like five minutes of this podcast had some background noise. I had to turn on my AC because it's hot in LA. But thank you so much. Rate and review, follow wherever you listen to podcasts, share this with a friend, message me on any social medias with feedbacks, comments, critiques, concerns. I appreciate any DMs, unless they're mean and you're just telling me I say the word like too much then I, I already know. People have said that before. Okay, I get it. So anyways, thank you so much for tuning in, and you will hear from me next week. Bye, guys.